You didn't have to put anything in your pants. Welcome back, everybody. This is Lunchtime in Rome. We are on episode 75. We welcome you around the table. We, we ask that you would uh, pull up a chair and join us and have a seat with us at the table. Josh Hughes. Josh, Josh Hughes. is back. Yes. Again, Yay. this is episode 75. Uh, we are titling this one Amanda Fernandez. Um, and because that's because we have a guest and her name's Amanda. Um, and for the first time listeners, you can subscribe at your favorite podcast app, iTunes, Spotify, Pocket Cast, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if you find this helpful or useful or you enjoy it, please give us five-star reviews. Or if you're on Facebook, please give us a like and a share. Those things really mean a lot to us. Um, if you go to lunchtimeinrome.com, we have something called our relational needs questionnaire where you can fill that out and determine what emotional needs you're high in, emotional needs you're low in, so that you can start to understand yourself and how you respond and how you can help other people respond or respond to other people. Um, at lunchtimeinroom.com also, we have all of our social medias, so Instagram, uh, Twitter, um, all of those things. Please go join us. It really does make a difference. Um, we also welcome all your feedback. If you like something that we said or dislike something that we said or don't, don't agree or agree, we want to hear that because this is not just us talking. This is a conversation. This is the table. And you don't just sit at a table and don't talk to each other. So please. This ain't Thanksgiving, right? With that, with those family, with that family. It's, it is not. Um, so th that's a little bit about where we're at and where we can be found and what we'd like you to do. But what is this show about? Well, Jay. I will tell you, it is based on the Bible verse, uh, Romans twelve fifteen. rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And that is the way to keep people from feeling alone. And so that's why we call it lunchtime, twelve fifteen in Rome, the book of Romans. And we also sort of mimic what it would be like if we were hanging out having lunch in Rome. We'd be hanging around the table, talking about good things, talking about bad things, saying, oh, that's great, or oh, that's too bad. Because everyone experiences loneliness at some point in time in their life, and very often, often in their life. Mm -hmm. And so everyone who listens, uh, everyone who joins us has a seat at the table. We don't inherently have listeners. We have people who have joined us at the table. And so they can comment on Facebook. They can, like you said, email us and let us know, hey, I'm really struggling. I'm having a terrible time or life has been great. And we'll talk about it on the air and share with them and join them in their emotions. And so normally we do that for about 20 minutes. We model it. But today we're going to do that a little quicker because the body of our podcast today is getting to know our good friend. Uh, well, your good friend, uh, your friend and my new friend. Amanda. <laughs> That's a good way of putting that. That's how I'm putting it. And also, Eric's here. Eric's here. I am here. Yeah, if you're watching on Facebook, this is not Chris. That this is, is not, not Chris. <laughs> She's far more... Never mind. <laughs> uh, My but, bun is nice. <laughs> <laughs> My hair. Chris could rock a man bun if he had the hair. Um, yeah, he drives a Tesla. But shout out to... <laughs> <laughs> and used to drive a Prius. So... <laughs> uh, shout out to Sally and... Dave Shire, good to see you on the uh, on the list here today. And uh, what's up, Lauren? 
Um, good to have the crowd here tonight. And hi um, to Jane as well. Don't leave Jane out. I didn't see Jane. You guys must not be friends. Oh, there's Jane. Uh, oh, Jane she just says, waved. No more Sergio. <laughs> she didn't say anything. She waved. I didn't know waving was an She's option. She's done with him. No more Jane's an option. I get it. Um, well, you get it. How's that going? So, um, it's been a week. It's been it's it's been a long <laughs> week, a week. Wednesday, right? Mm. I know you're feeling it. We'll get into you, uh, Brian. But um, yeah, it's just been busy week for work and and um, and all that. I am I'm actually really excited about this. So um, you guys know Matt Moran, um, Ginger. <laughs> he is a ginger. Um, he has a podcast. No, he has a a website that they review movies. Okay, I don't well, think they do a part. At least I don't think maybe they do. I know they review them. They have a website, which is it's a little thing called IMDb. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Did you know that we knew him? Um, <laughs> Anyways, not to steal your thunder. Right, but we decided that we're going to get more into video game streaming, mm-hmm. and uh, we just can we've been kind of digging into that this week, and that's I, I've been digging into that and, and having a good time. Oh, that's so. Great. I know it's it's fun and uh, and it's very much me and Matt and mm-hmm. it's cool. Um, Take Ethan under your wing a little bit. Absolutely, well, I was great. just talking to him about that today. Nice. Um, and uh, so that's what like I've been just kind of getting into this week. I don't have a food this week, but I I do want to talk about what I've done. I I like organization, mm-hmm. which is funny because like as a kid I was the most disorganized person on the planet. Um, but as I've gotten older, I just really appreciate organization. So I ordered these magnetic spice holders that you can stick on, you know, to any metal surface. But I stuck them onto the fridge. <laughs> but I took all my spices and put them in these individual magnetic containers, and they go on the fridge. And I put them in alphabetical <laughs> order so that whenever I need a sp- I need I need some chipotle powder. Just p- there it is. Boom! Right in the C section of. That's bad. C-section. <laughs> That's bad. Dude, uh, you have become incredibly organized. I've known you for, what, eight years now? Yeah, dude, it's been... It's been You've uh, become incredibly organized. Right, right. And, um, and yeah, I just, I'm trying to make my life easier. Yeah. And now well, that, you like, should. Well, and, and Amy and I talked, you know, she, she, she came to me and asked me, would I start preparing dinner more? Mm. Ah, yes. And because if I could... What's she even doing around the house now? I mean, really. <laughs> I'm saying... Come on. Right, right. Well, the reason why it's so clean in the house is because she. Oh, she clean, does that. She cleans great. Uh, oh, right. Right. The, yeah. the outside of the house is looking nice. The, the reason, the reason why my clothes are clean. Mm. You know. um, so she's good for something, is what you're saying. A couple of things. You like her. Um, I kind of like her. You're trying to tell yeah. a story or something. Come on, get on with it. The um, real review, by the way. The real review. The real review. R e e l. Because it's a thank movie. You, movie. Um, but. Uh, I've just become more organized, and I and and as I took over cooking, we have we didn't have the best spice system. system, and I was like, you know what? I'm doing this the way I've always wanted to do it. I'm doing it my way, and I did it, and I love it. It's awesome. I recommend it to everybody that has a magnetic surface in their kitchen that they can put a bunch of spice things out on. of uh, Maggie's reach, is what Jane says. Hopefully, all those oh, spices. Oh yeah, are- <laughs> right above the garbage can that Maggie loves to play in. Mm. Okay, <laughs> in. She loves to like shove her hand down in the like. She just I mean, like, she doesn't? loves the garbage. It's addicting. Who doesn't let their kid get into a garbage can? I'm telling you. Or right? snort spices. I mean, s- snorting spices. Is the uh, best she loves snorting the- spices. They said Nordic. Uh-huh. I don't know what you think. What? Did We're not. not supposed to do the cinnamon challenge with the toddler? Mm. Well, it's, no, 
you or just have to anyone. scale it down. It's a teaspoon. Ah. It's not a tablespoon. <laughs> and they're fine. That they learn. You got to teach them, kids. Right. Right. Um, but it's funny you say that about the spices because if I, as you say that, I go, I've never had a great spice system in my house. Mm. You know, Magnus. it used to be in the real thin thing and that just didn't work. And so then I moved it to where I use more and I have a couple different contraptions that have them. But I have like my predominant spices over here, then all these over here, and then like, you know, like the whole cloves in the back because nobody uses those. Except for like twice a year, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, you stick yeah. them in. And when you're making potpourri with the oranges. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I dropped right. that. It's a seasonal I'm thing. Right. It's seasonal. But then I have my bulk spices that I use on what Rachel did for me, which is that pull-out thing underneath the one cupboard where I have all my oils and my vinegars mm, yeah. in there. But then my big bulk spices that I reuse often but over on the spice rack is where I keep my chicken rub and my Italian spice mix and my beef, roast beef mix. Like the stuff you use a lot? And the canisters, yeah. right. Yeah. That's over there. But then I have the refillable bulk spices. Up in Bella's room. Uh, actually, it's in the dining room. In my, in my, ready, in my Aldi bag cupboard that makes sense because mm-hmm. everybody's got to have a cupboard with all their Full Aldi, Aldi bags, bags. Yeah. right so yeah. that because you keep buying them because you never take them with you to right. the store <laughs> right so i celebrate that you now have a system oh, i love it dude i love it because if you cook I in use my it kitchen tonight. you just wander around forever trying to find the right spices. i use it tonight Your entire house i needed no two spices i was like boom yep there it was because they're you? alphabetized that's amazing oh they are alphabetized yes so how many different chili powders do you have uh i have a chipotle chili powder just a regular chili powder and a red hot chili peppers album <laughs> <laughs> i think those are the only two so that you're both in the ch's then because like what if you have like ancho chili is it going to a or is it going to ch i thought about that because i have like, new mexico have chili like, ancho chili jalapeno I'm so powder that you guys are cooking <laughs> oh it's all i do oh it's all, oh, it's all i'll tell you about i'll tell you about meal lime after the show i've talked about it too much oh yeah he's a big fan but it's i thought I about that because the one thing was like ground Gar- like garlic powder or like, or like ground whatever I'm like is that a G or is that the name of the spice that's ground and I'm just doing whatever the letters like whatever the phrase starts with not like you know if, like if you like categorize or put things in alphabetical order with the you like take out the the and then right, that. That. that makes sense but this eh. Dale Carnegie or Tony Robbins would say to alphabetize it however you think of it mm. right mm. and if I look at the recipe and I need if I need uh, ground sage, <laughs> right? Ground versus <laughs> rub sage. Gonna, are you going to go for sage? You're going to put it in the S. I'll, no, I would do, do ground. What? Really? I would oh, do ground. Put it in the S. He S. says S. S. Right. S as in sage. Or PG. Yeah, thought he had PG on lunchtime. <laughs> yes, Happy hour and rooms. Happy later. hour and rooms are different. different. Yeah, Stick it up your it every one. Gotcha. S. <laughs> right. Yes. Stick it on the. That was me. But you would go with the ground S. sage. You would go with the G. You yeah. Put it in, okay. So you had to go with the S for sage. <laughs> sage. All right. I'm cool. Good. Yeah. All right. I am a pastor. Not everybody knows that. But my uh-huh. goodness, am I having a pastoral week? In that mm. Monday night, I did a wedding, a backyard wedding. And for one of the first times, I actually said it during the ceremony. It's, it's normally I meet with people like, you know, five times. I teach them all of this stuff, how to meet people's needs. But this was sort of just a guy I know, and he's a sort of friend of mine, but, you know, whatever. And he knew I was available, so I did it. And in the wedding, I said, you just said I do, but you have no idea what you just said I do, too. And there are going to be things that come your way that you will go, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. And it was fun. So I got to do the, the Mary, 
And then as part of your story, you know, your aunt passed away. And so tomorrow morning, we're doing a funeral. So there's the Barry. And then last night, I got a phone call. Somebody was going into labor. They thought they weren't sure. And could we help them in this process? Because it's earlier than they expected. So now, end of life. Now, nope. Beginning of life. Now we're working the beginning of life. And then this afternoon, I got another phone call that so-and-so's stepfather's passing away. And, and this, I just thought, Jeez. I'm having the most stereotypical. <laughs> oh, and then I got a phone call. Somebody who, I'll just leave it for obvious confidentiality. Just somebody needs me. And mm. so could I call yep. them, even though I don't really know them, but I, you know, I worked a funeral and they were there and I offered my help and I always do because mm. that's sort of my calling is if you need somebody, mm. you know, I, I want to be your ace in the hole when you don't have anything else. What's, what's one of your sayings? Whatever you need. Whatever you need, whenever you need it. And so they needed it. And it's somebody who I, I it comes to our church, but it was somebody they knew. And you can't say that unless you actually mean it. No, you got to you got to answer the call. It was so funny because I forgot the call, Um, and I was like, (gasps) and we were on the way to drive Joe to work. I'm like, I got to make a phone call, and I'm like, wait, (laughs) I got to wait till he gets out of the car because it's confidential. But it worked out fine. And then we're dealing with the continued reopening of church and the mask policy, and you know. Do we wear masks the whole time? Do you wear them on the way in and on the way out and the this and the that? And so I had to write a, I don't know, it was a three-page Syllabus. email <laughs> today. So, uh, but it's been received well with what I proposed. Um, so it's been a pastoral week for me. It has. Um, I did have my assistant coach, Todd. Many of you know Mr. Holler. And he said to me yesterday at Open Gym as I was answering one of these phone calls, he's like, there's a lot you do that I don't <laughs> know anything about. I'm glad you do it, which is your line very often. Like, I'm so glad that's your job mm-hmm. so that I don't have to do those right. things. Right. Very specifically when it comes to Chris, you're not Chris. But when Chris no, is here, Chris is the other worship pastor. Um, leader. Le- leader. Yes. I'm not a pastor. The other worship <laughs> leader at church along with me, he does so much of the administrative stuff. And I am so glad that I can just come in and go, all right, these are the songs. Um and you know he takes all that so yes i'm glad he does that so that was your week that is what's going on with you jay yeah you know food wise more of the same i overcooked some asparagus or as i like to say asparagus mm. <laughs> a little overcooked it tonight for rachel but uh you know she'll she'll pull through she'll pull through she's gonna make i that. nailed some I chicken do, breasts i so. do love some some asparagus when it's when it's cooked right man oh. that's one of the best and, and then later really and are. wait so does everyone's pea smell when they have asparagus yeah. or yeah is that do you I, not even know I'm about that? Not, I know about it. I haven't experienced it. Maybe I'm not eating enough. Go get some asparagus. asparagus. We'll wait around afterwards. <laughs> Is it just if you have some on the side at dinner? Or? Yeah. It doesn't oh. have to be like. Yeah, it doesn't need to be a lot. No, yeah. I haven't. I haven't noticed that. Yeah. Because it's up there with also, also, also when you eat beets. Mm. And then oh. later on, you think you're dying. That never happens. And then you're just like, oh, oh, beets. All right. Because yeah. it no, colors lots of things. No, that doesn't to me either. You have the uh, digestive system <laughs> of a... I didn't even know I that say about Sherpa. Cheese. I don't know why. A Sherpa? I don't know. <laughs> Josh <laughs> said horrible pea smell. <laughs> what? Horrible. Oh, Josh horrible. said horrible pea smell. I thought you said... Wow, we're getting, we are getting into... So let's go quickly through Brian, <laughs> and then you can make your introduction. Go quickly through me. Um, yeah, like asparagus or beets. Okay. Or uh, corn or raisins. So this week has been a tough week. Um, oh. There's been uh, death in the family, uh, beloved aunt, um, and just some other things. Um, health issues with Lex. Um, just some other news. Work's been very, very high and busy. And just it just feels like, like I'm... I'm um, 
shouldering a lot right now, and that's fine because I have broad shoulders, and there's times in life where that where that happens. Um, and I also had Chick Fil A last night, and it was or Monday night, and it was delicious. So that made, that was one of my highlights. So did you get did you get the frozen lemonade? No, I got a uh, vanilla milkshake. I love oh, the frozen lemonade. Oh man, their milkshakes are good too. And then Ethan, when I got home, he was like, he texted me everything he wanted. But he didn't want that. So when he gets home, straight faced, and the kid's getting really good with comedy um, and delivery. But he was like, "Did you did you get my uh, iced lemonade and um, or my frozen lemonade?" I said, "No." Did you? He's like, "No, I didn't ask for it." <laughs> what a turd. He's got jokes. Yeah, he's, he's got, got jokes. jokes. He's got jokes. Yep. And did you say now you don't have Chick Fil A. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna eat your sandwich. Boom. Uh, and That'd be also, we have Amanda here tonight, and that's a highlight of my week. So. Um, what would you like? Just to for the record, I'm not hearing things correctly because you just said we have Amanda it, here tonight. It sounded like a man. Right. <laughs> Which like, is funny what? because Chris isn't here. So you're like, well, Chris isn't here. We have a man here tonight. <laughs> man. He's not even here to defend himself. No, but he's yeah, an ochre okay. coke in an island off of right. the Outer Banks. Yeah. He'll pull yeah, through. He's going to okay. make that. He's going to be right. okay. Even yeah. though he's looking at all the hurricane ravaged stuff and weeping mm-hmm. openly about it. And going to disc golf courses with no discs. Oh, <laughs> worst <laughs> ever. But a woman named Amanda is with us. Yes, that, that is, that's true. And uh, Amanda is a friend of mine. I've known you for since 2001. Yeah, uh, we went on a, mis- a missions trip to Brazil together. Um, D. D. Uh, <laughs> it is C, right? No, it's Portuguese. 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 D. C. D. <laughs> um, <laughs> and ever since then, we've we've uh, we've been good friends, and um, I've seen you grow. I've seen you, um, you know, move from Pittsburgh. Actually, you lived with us in our basement. We called you the creature for yeah. for a year, um, and it was such a blessing. Voluntarily. <laughs> Not like in a weirdo Ken Love kind of way. Well, right. no, like it was funny because like she was she lived she lived in the basement and then and that and, and it was like legit. She actually paid us money too a yeah. little bit, which you were such a blessing during that period of time for a lot of reasons. But Yay. there would be times where like I'd be in the kitchen and I'd see like something scurry from <laughs> the scurry. top of the hall, scurry top of the hallway, like out of the corner I of my eye, out of the corner of my see. eye, I'd see something go across the uh, the hallway into the bathroom. I'd be like, oh yeah, Amanda lives here. And, um, you'd hear the mouse trap go off, and you just hear <laughs> <Ow>! her. <laughs> nailed her. <laughs> and and so, after like living at my house for a little bit, after living at our house, you um, you just had this desire to to go out to L.A. and kind of do the whole. I'm moving across the country. I'm taking my car. I'm stuffing everything I can into the car, and I'm driving across. I'm going to start a new life. And um, it's been really successful for you. You've done really well. You've done what you've wanted to do for the most part. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't feel like you've gotten caught in that. I got to make it to the A list, yeah. you know, supernova kind of a of a star. Uh, you've done what you've wanted to, um, and you've been very happy doing it. And now you're married. I know that was something that you waited a long time for, yes. and you have such a great guy. And it's so good to see that prayer being answered. Um, where do you want to go from here, Jay? That's my introduction of Amanda. <laughs> well, now why don't you introduce yourself yeah, and please. sort of say from you. your perspective. You know, how'd you get here and why are you on the show? And just tell us your story in a, in a great, I mean, just a nutshell, Roman numerals, don't have to go too deep. I mean, Brian threatened me, so. Oh, that's, see, yep, that's pretty consistent. That could be intimidating. Who he is. That's how we plan to get most of the guests on. Yeah. Right. I mean, bludgeon them. Right. No. Are you um, okay? Is the back of your head? You you got that knot in the back of your head? (laughs) What? It looks like a bone. Oh, yeah, no, it's fine now. I covered it up with my hair. Okay, good, good. All right, good. Um. 
No, it's been wonderful because my husband and I have come back for a couple months to visit family. And it's been a very, you don't want to be in LA right now? welcome break from mental stress. Uh, yeah, so it was great. We got to catch up with friends and family a lot more often than we're usually here for only 10 days. So, mm. yeah. and, and Michael is from Long Michael's Island. Michael's from New York. Yeah, yeah. New York. So he's up. So you're from Pittsburgh. Yes. He's from Long Island. Yes. And you live in Los Angeles. Yes. And we actually drove out there within a month of each other Mm. and lived 15 minutes, 20 minutes away from each other the whole time. And you went out to be an actress first and foremost or? I mean, those doors opened up for me. So, yes, I went to pursue that. But it was also just the next step in my life. Like all the doors were opening in that direction and closing in other directions. So. But how did sure, they open not? to Los Angeles? Not because of the entertainment industry, or because yeah. I mean, you made it sound like it wasn't acting, but acting happened once you got there. It, Were you well, like, I want to be a waitress in LA? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I I was moving out there because of an opportunity that opened up for me with acting. Oh, so so you yeah. want? Oh. But I was looking to move. I actually was going to move to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Costa Rica as well. Um, yeah, I was looking at houses there because I just wanted to get out of Pittsburgh because we had a terrible snowstorm, a blizzard that year. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking to just go somewhere warm. And I already loved Costa Rica and was just going to live there and travel in Costa Rica and not work because I had money saved up and you could get a house for $100 for fully furnished mm-hmm. every month. Yeah. So... Yeah, I was going to do that. And then I took Alexa. Her and I went out on vacation just to get out of the winter in the Februarys. So we went to L.A. and met with agents. And then I was like, well, it makes more sense for me to come out here. Same cost of living as Costa Rica. (laughs) (laughs) The price is a little bit different. (laughs) And, And so what does your husband do or why did he go? He also went out for the film industry. Yeah. He does production and video production. He has his own. Wow. Yeah. There's a guy, this is going to be a terrible story, because there's a guy from Penn Hills who lived in Jonathan Winter's guest house, in his pool house. Do you know who Jonathan Winter's is? No. Gosh, I'm old. (laughs) That doesn't mean that you're old. Yeah, He's a famous comedian actor. Okay, maybe it does. What's his name? Jonathan Winter's. Mork and Mindy. He was was, uh, Mirth, their son that was aging opposite. Okay. But, and now here's the best part of the story. And he's very, he does a lot of his own films and he makes a lot of documentaries and stuff like that. And you know what his name is? Yeah, I don't either. So it's not a really good story. <laughs> but you were raised in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I noticed in your bio it said, in a town outside of yeah. Lower Burl. Yeah. It's really interesting. <laughs> I've lived here my whole life. What is the town outside of Lower Burl? Right. She yes. lived in a suburb of Lower, Lower Burl. So it was like, okay. That's, so. that's what we call the sticks. That's the sticks. Yes, there are farms near yes. us. So we sounds like a terrible movie. We yes, there are farms. <laughs> there are farms where I grew up for my first years in life. Um, we had a cow farm next to us, a turkey farm across from us, and we'd get smells. milk from the farm. <laughs> we'd get <laughs> smells, but it was not so good. It was fresh. <laughs> Nobody likes that here. Livestock? I'm like, the windows down. I'm like, oh, Uh, Oh, I mean, I get it. It smells different in L.A. (laughs) Right. It's it's reminiscent. It's reminiscent of of a good time in your life. Well. Oh, yeah. The human. The human type. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> the human type. The human type? No, well, regular type. Okay, regular type. so the street that I lived on. Wait, we just was, need to make oh. a an L.A. ding. Like how many times we bring up L.A. LA. and or make fun of it, Bing. which we shouldn't do, but we already did once. Go right. on. We can do that. Right. There's we, a oh. lot of material. There. Yeah, you can make, and it's not like L.A. ain't making fun of Pittsburgh if they knew it existed. Right. <laughs> hey, people do know it exists. There are several actors Because of Billy Gardell. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. I Michael, met Jeff Michael Goldblum. Keaton. You did? Wasn't a long story. He was doing that, Music Man. That was it. And I knew a guy that was in the Barbershop Quartet. That's Rick Walker. He was in Barbershop Quartet. Oh, oh, yeah. You know Rick Walker. I do? No. Wait, the guy, the guy from... No, um, Jim. Jim Walker. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm Johnny. Sorry. No, I... I Jim <laughs> but you know Jim. She knows him too well, you know, right? <laughs> you know Jim Walker, right? Oh, I do know Jim Walker. You know him? <laughs> I do you know Jim Walker. You have his book, right? I do. It actually helped me decide to become a pastor. Really? Loosely. Early. Like, I was like, oh, I want to be a pastor. Wait a minute. And then the door opened, and I was like, okay. And then it was like, and then I wasn't. You read a book? (laughs) I actually did. I actually did. And I think I read the whole book. Wow. Because I've read, like, (laughs) that's got to be some book. Yeah. It was a good book. Yeah, he's inspiring. He actually came out to L.A. Yeah. Like, four years ago. So you grew up. So you like the yeah. smell of animals. Yeah, so wait, what? What area? Okay. So yeah, what is, is your called? what was your mailing address? Yeah. It was New Kensington. Oh, wow. New but, Ken. No, 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 no. But see, you want to make it sure. Was just people think you're Ken. from New Ken. Yeah. New Ken Arnold. Yeah. Ah. Then, that, but that's not where you're from. No. <laughs> you weren't from the mean streets of New Ken. It's okay. You were from no. the farms of no. New Ken Borough. Leechburg. Right. Yeah. With mom and dad, who are great yes. and wonderful, and two both older two brothers. Older brothers, yeah. And uh, they loved you very much. Protected they you. They still love me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that was. I was like, oh crap, there's a story. <laughs> no. And so no the first brother above you is Brian. Yes. The oldest is eight years older than me. His name is Bill. Bill. Yeah. And, and, then, and then Brian is like a year and a half older than Billy me. Billy Brian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Amanda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And great relationship with both of them. Yeah. But better with Brian because he was yeah. closer. Yeah. And more. But did you do the brother-sister thing? Like, you yeah. know, in your bio, it's like, oh, everything was peaches and cream and everything was wonderful. And and it was that way? Yeah. I mean, until our Because my sister's, <laughs> I was going to say, because my sister's four years older than me. And we're great friends. Yeah. Now. Yeah. We weren't well, then. growing up, we were, like, when we were little kids, we were best friends. Mm-hmm. But we fought all the time. Mm-hmm. But we were best friends. We'd get over it and then... Go play. Whatever. How has Brian impacted you positively um, to help shape you to who you are today? He, I think practically he's been one of the biggest encouragements. Because my parents, yes, they are very, very encouraging. But you, I don't know, I kind of expect to um, just, of course my parents would say wonderful things about me and mm-hmm. try and help me along. But he would you know pay for things i wanted to do just out of his own pocket you know as, a, te- as a teenager yeah mm-hmm. oh really yeah so even though we weren't super close as teenagers we had you know just mm-hmm. different still friends family and stuff. he took care of you yeah and he would he would always tell me well whenever i was going to going off to college i was really oh something no keep going oh, i know going. okay i was i was a little scared and he he told me stand up straight walk into every room and, and how old is he when he's telling you this oh he was 21 
Okay. Yeah. And you were 16, 17 ish. No, I was going to college. Oh, 18. <laughs> I thought he was four. How much older is He's he? a year and a half. Oh, gosh. I totally yeah. cramped up. It was like 20, 21. Yeah. And told me that I belonged there because I do. And that actually has helped me so much with auditioning, with moving out to LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You belong there. Yeah. And I want to ask you about Bill too, but I, I do want to also comment that I think one of one of my favorite things about you, and I, I did mention this to you this morning, is your your self awareness and knowing what to accept and what to mm. you know push away. Um, you're very careful about you know hey no you know you can't do that to me whether that's you know an action or an attitude mm-hmm. or a belief. No, you know you you can't you can't put that on me. Um, you know, I think you're very good at, at owning things or or not owning things. Mm. Where do you think you got that sense of awareness from? From my family, for sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, from my brothers, because they were the immediate, um, like, relationship daily. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, I think uh, one, one thing that my dad would always do for us, mm-hmm. he would... Um, like oh, what were you gonna say? No, oh. please finish your thought. Do I have to go over here? No, 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 you're good. Okay. I, just, I wanted to bring up the fact that your dad's a uh, was a cop, and oh, that probably be, yeah, yeah, a police state, officer. He's not police a police officer. He was not a police officer. He, he was, was not state constable. He was a constable. Yeah, constable. Very interesting stories there. Um, but he, when Brian and I would fight when we were younger, he would treat it like a courtroom so one person would <laughs> your, have your dad would treat yeah he, one person stands here one person stands there you say you know your piece the other person has to be quiet mm-hmm. and then the other person gets to talk and i think that really instilled in us respect for ourselves mm-hmm. too that mm-hmm. we we should be heard mm-hmm. and respect for the other person and also not like i don't have to take ownership for you know what's happening to me or what you know somebody else's choice mm-hmm. um but i can take ownership for myself right and that's that's huge and important to understand because a lot of people they're kind of they're just they they just take and take and take it all in. they don't even realize what they're taking in but it's the whole you know just you could just keep piling crap on people and they're like yep all right fine because they don't even know how to look for it or or siphon that out and, yeah. and you have one of the best um filters i think that i've i've ever met Thank you. So we talk a lot here about emotional needs. You know, if you think about it, somebody says, well, that hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in a relationship, which you are, which your guy was watching and commenting <gasps> earlier. Um, you. Are we good? Yeah, we're good now. Okay. Um, and so if somebody in a relationship, you're lucky if somebody says, well, honey, that, that hurt my feelings. You know, we talk about one of the tenets of a successful relationship is to be open and honest and vulnerable. So at best you might get, well, that hurt my feelings. Well, what feeling? And so what we teach is you really have to go deeper into Mm. what your emotions are because a a hurt is an emotional need not met Mm. or taken from you. So if you're walking, you know, on the beach with Michael, is it Michael? Is that what we call him? I mean, you can call him Mike. I've never met him. So I just want to be respectful (laughs) and you need affection, which is one of your, you you took our test and that was one of your highest ones. And if you go and reach for his hand and he just pulls his hand away. Well, that, that hurt your feelings because mm-hmm. it didn't meet your need for affection. Yeah. However, if you have to call the police because somebody's on your property and they don't come, your need for security has been taken from you. Yeah. So well, you took our test and you looked up and your three highest were affection, comfort, and then also approval. But that's a tricky one. Yeah. And I like to just call that belonging, like yeah. to be a part of something bigger than just your individual self. 
And what's interesting is with our emotional needs, sometimes we have them because they were always met growing up. You know, if say yours was attention, which it is not, but maybe you are the apple of daddy's eye and you always had attention. And so now as an adult, well, I still need that attention, but sometimes it's because you didn't get it. Mm -hmm. So what I want to know is, as we look at your, uh, your emotional needs, your highest ones, if you could do be a little introspective, okay, and then we'll go <laughs> forward as well. Okay. So introspective is so you have a high need for affection. Was that need always met growing up? Were you like a lovey dovey family? Because affection's twofold. It's verbal, but it's mm-hmm. also physical. So it's hugs, but it's also verbal. So did you have a lot of that, or was it more of a understated thing, and you didn't get a lot of that growing up? I think I had a lot of it. There was a yeah. lot of love in a courtroom. A lot of love in the courtroom. <laughs> she would stand up, Your Honor. I feel the love in this place. <laughs> no, we, I have a very huggy family. And it actually, oh, as an adult, I got myself into a couple very interesting situations because no. I didn't realize. You? Did I thought you were going to say, like, I got myself into a couple hug clubs. <laughs> I. <laughs> They're Facebook groups now, mostly. Um, yeah, because, you know, I'm just. Because you're that person. And people, and namely a couple women that, you know, took it the complete wrong way. When you hugged them or you hugged their spouses? No, they were not married. Oh. 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 So then it was like, oh, wait. So I had to have very long, awkward conversations to clear that up. But right. I never, I never right. thought about it right. until that was presented to me that you come across this way because you're so huggy. Like, hmm. you're it was so just a huggy. common thing in my life. Yeah, so. makes sense. Is that in your I bio? Think it's because I had so huggy. <laughs> so huggy, so huggy, so huggy. So check mark, loving family, big yeah. hugs. Still need them to this day. Yeah. Now, what about Michael? Is he a hugger? He is with me and his friends. He is with him. And, well, sure. Yeah. I don't mean like he's not going up on the street and just being like, come here, I man. Mean, I will do well. that. I have done that with strangers. I'm telling you. Okay, but you scored a seven out of 10. Somehow it tells me you should have scored a 75 yeah, out of 10. Right? You will hug a perfect stranger. I have. I tried to kidnap a stranger to help. <laughs> I did. I tried to get her in my car. <laughs> I love, I love when we talked about like getting a man how to kidnap people. No, no, no. no. Sorry. (laughs) No, like, what if we just hug them? I don't know. There's nothing about me. There's nothing will melt in your arms. There's nothing to talk about me. Meanwhile, she's kidnapping people on the streets via hugs. (laughs) Via hugs. Yeah. It was not successful. Your serial, you gonna, I want you to flush this story out. Serial killer name is the hugger. She was known as the hugger. Well, I was in contact with this organization before I moved out to L.A. called Children of the Night, and they go out and rescue kids from human trafficking and stuff like that. So I wanted to work with them because I did not have a job lined up or anything. (laughs) Sorry. So you tried out and did like a live, like, look, I can do it. I can grab them off. Kind of like Ross on Friends. How would you attack a couple women? (laughs) You could go with me and you could show me what you would do. No, if you're the attacker. Go on. Oh my gosh. So anyway, it was my first uh, winter out there and I was working a show regularly and we wrapped at like 1030 at night and I'm driving down the side street and I see this person. I thought she was 12 or 13 and this was in the same area that that organization was. Okay. So I thought this woman was 12 or 13 and 
she was just short and she had pajamas on, a pea coat, and flip flops. And I was like, oh, she's definitely being this. pimped out. <laughs> like, I was just convinced. So it didn't matter what the situation looked like. I was convinced she was being pimped out. So I was looking for, you know, her pimps and nobody was around. So I thought, well, I'll just take her to Children of the Night myself. <laughs> And I wind my window down. I'm like, excuse me, are you okay? Do you need to make a phone call or something? And she's like, looks at me and she shoos me away. I'm like, oh, they're around here watching watching her. They're watching her. Because you know. You know how all this works. So I ask her again and she shoos me away. I'm like, man. So I turn on the road and I'm like, you know, she's like 12 or 13. She doesn't know what she wants. So I turn back around and park on the road. I left my car running. I made some really stupid choices here. <laughs> uh, but I left my car running with the door open, 1030 at night in Van Nuys, bad area. And I get out, I go into the middle of the street to show her like I'm not going to harm her. <laughs> and she meets me out there and I was like, I just want to make sure you're all right. Are you safe? Which is so loving. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. It, it, Maybe not wise. It wasn't wise. But, um, yeah, she then, I mean, she didn't ask me for money or anything, but she explained how she's getting a job, and I was a little confused, and I was like, I'm sorry, how old are you? Oh, boy. <laughs> she's like, I'm 45. <laughs> <laughs> I was so, she looked really good for her age. She looked really good. And she, but she was short, so I thought she was like twelve or thirteen. Wow! So, and then didn't you want to like drive for this organization too? Like you wanted to be the getaway that's car. That's what I. That's the only thing I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But I did hug her. I prayed for her, hugged her, and then it got really weird. <laughs> then, <laughs> then, then it yeah, got really nothing weird. Nothing leading up to that yeah. was weird. That was perfectly <laughs> normal. Like a switch flipped, and she's like looking in her coat. I'm like. Was she looking for a weapon? Like, I just prayed for her. And then she just was repeating everything I said and not, like, wasn't able to have conversation, like a normal conversation that we were just having. Right. And I have seen 48 Hours Mystery, so I told her I need to leave to pick up my friend who had gotten off of work and I'm late, which was all a lie. But, yeah, she then just followed me to my car and would not let me close the door and leave. It was really... So I just pushed her. <laughs> I pushed her. So it started with a hug, really ended with a push. And then, <laughs> then, you ran, then you ran over her leg. <laughs> and she's now listening to this podcast and she's like, I found her. Yep. I found her. And after now, 10 years, I found this woman. You're, you're going to catch a case because of this stupid podcast. <laughs> get served when you get back. And that's where I thought we were going with affection. Um, <laughs> so tell me, growing up. <laughs> What groups were you always involved in different activities and things like that? Did you have, were you the kind of person that had one best friend? Were you the kind that had lots of best friends or were you the kind of person that oh, I'm kind of a lone wolf and I kind of do my own thing? I had a couple best friends, but I was friends with a lot of people. So like at lunch, I would go from table to table and just hang out with different people. And were you involved yeah. in like Girl Scouts oh, or I mean, anything no, like that? Not Girl Scouts, no, sure, no. Sure. Oh. but volleyball, basketball. Ah. No, what high school? I, the, I went to a private school. It is no longer uh-huh. around. What was it called? Pittsburgh East. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! Right, right. 
That's another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. And you graduated from high school from Pittsburgh East? Right. I wow. think we, my graduating class was like 18 or 20. It was the biggest. It was pretty big. Wait, so you said you'd go from table to table. That's two tables. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you lie? Not everybody sat together. <laughs> Yeah, there was two people at this yeah, table. Two people, two people table. at that table. I was going to drop some names, but I won't. I sat with the Yorios over there. <laughs> so that would make sense to a degree that you wanted oh, to yeah. be a part of something bigger because there was no bigger in your world. Like there was just, there. you had this small little family, you know, cute little small, not small, five person family. I was born in a small town. Barnes, mm-hmm. yeah, she was raised in a small town. Raised in a small town. And she had no legal defense other than herself in all the court cases. Um, what about, so comfort is big. We are huge on comfort in this podcast, in our lives, that that's really the only way that hurts go away. That you can go to all the counseling you want. You can have all the fame you want. You can have all the substances you want. You can have all the everything you want. But the only thing that makes a hurt go away is if you attach comfort to it. It's called shared experience therapy. So you would share, like, say you had a traumatic experience at some point in time in your life. When someone will join you in your emotion, mm-hmm. Romans twelve fifteen, as personified by Jesus weeping with Mary and Martha before mm-hmm. he healed Lazarus. He knew he was going to heal Lazarus, but instead he just wept with them. That is the only way. So that what happens is when you tell the story the next time of that pain in your life, mm-hmm. you also remember that person, that person years later weeping with you. And so therein, there is finally comfort. And you have comfort as one of your highest needs. Who has been the person in your life that comes alongside you and gets you and understands you and has been there for you? Was it obviously, was it, not obviously, was it Brian? Was it your brother that was just always there for you? Or is that certain person sort of just been nebulous and there hasn't been that person in your life? My mom and dad. Oh, so they knew. And it still is. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Talk about mom and dad. Like, why are Um, they so great? They're... Besides your dad being the constable, which I have questions about that, too. But go on. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, No, they're just... They are the most selfless people that I've ever met. And my dad has done so much in the community and for people, like, even people he would arrest. He would... He was the nicest person. Would give them a cigarette, get them McDonald's or something on their way. He was way, Dog the Bounty Hunter. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, of New Kensington. And would hear their story and give them chances, you know, just have really good conversations. Treat them with a high the level car. of respect. He absolutely respected As them. As somebody who just made yeah. a bad choice. Exactly. Mm. That is exactly how he sees people and, you know, saw them. And he wouldn't... Um, it was hard to find out those stories because he wouldn't really share them. You know, he's not one to brag on himself or let people know. So that he he does so much for people, and you get glimpses of it. Even as his you daughter, you got yeah. glimpses of it. Yeah, like let alone the people of the town. Yeah, and but yet he was there for you whenever you needed him, mm-hmm. and your mother was as well. Tell me more yeah, about your mom. My mom, she's. She's like a servant at heart. And I think that's a great thing, but it also frustrated me growing up because I'm like, you're doing everything for everyone. But she was always there. And I mean, yeah, different times in life, situations that happen, she would just sit with me if, you know, if I cried or whatever. Wow. She would, yeah, my parents are. Was she a stay at home mom or did she work? Yeah, she was a stay at home mom. 
So he was the constable. She was the warden. She kept track yeah. of things. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, she, she cracked the whip. <laughs> so, but she was, was she more the disciplinarian in the household? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't really, I mean, we pushed her <laughs> boundaries a lot and then when my dad would be so home, wait till your dad gets home. and that yeah um but he was really gentle with us i think when i was really little he intimidated me sure he scared me you know but he wasn't mean to us um but we would get spankings and sure. we actually always wanted our dad to spank us because it was the gentlest and we didn't want to let him know, so we would just like cry and then go to our rooms and just laugh. Be like, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then I figured out a way when my mom would spank us because it really hurt. <laughs> I figured out a way that it wouldn't hurt, so I would I would let my brothers know that. <laughs> did you? You didn't go with the towel on the bum thing, did you? You didn't have to put anything in your pants. <laughs> 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 no, there was no <laughs> nothing to. But show, what was the way to not make mom's spanking hurt? What are you? What are you still getting spanked? You don't want her to. You don't. What are you it's like? Just, oh, I can't say. I just feel like I probably. It's just embarrassing that I. I can't even believe I brought that up. Um, <laughs> you just you know no. tighten the glutes. Ah, <laughs> like you just really squeeze. Squeeze in like you're popping a brick like, out of a oh, wall. Not bad. And it's not bad. Then it's just a flesh wound. It doesn't hit the deep meat. <laughs> and you thought we wouldn't You're have anything to talk about relaxed. tonight. Wow. So it was wait till your dad gets home, but mom carried a heavier hand than dad did. Yeah. It's confusing. Is it because he was sort of bigger than life? I I mean, I feel like we really did respect. I mean, we respected my no we didn't really respect her so much. We were really <laughs> kids. That's not I appreciate your true. honesty. <laughs> but I don't know for my brother, but for me, my dad just intimidated me. Like he didn't have to raise his voice, and I. And it wasn't like a, a it wasn't guy. a menacing intimidation. It was more just no. like, wow, you are a larger than life figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're my dad. It was yeah. a supreme respect. What? It was a supreme yes. respect. Yeah. Not fear, not anything else. Just yeah. that's yeah. dad. And mom's around all the time. Yeah. So we're kind of used to her, and we'll push her buttons and and do what we can yeah. with her. You're like, eh, maybe I'll maybe I'll. Uh, we- so what's important when we're being raised, and so, but yet they were there for you and they would comfort you and she would cry yes. with you, which is a beautiful thing. Yes. So you've had that modeled in your life that when I'm hurt, somebody knows it. it's called being attuned. Mm-hmm. So she would know if something was wrong with you. Yeah. And not only that, but she would engage because somebody might mm-hmm. be like, like, do you know, in relationships too often, you can see like the guy knows something's wrong with his wife and he's like, ah, I don't know what mm. to do. So he's attuned. He knows what's wrong. Mm. But he doesn't engage. And that's very often like with dads, you know, the stereotype, the dad with the kids. Ah, something's wrong mm. with the kids, you know. But you're saying both of your parents not only were attuned and knew what was wrong, but they would engage you to make it better. And the trifecta, which is so rare, is they knew how to comfort you. And she would cry with you. Yeah. And not fix it and everything else. Now maybe yeah. was dad the same way or was dad a little no, more dad was a little different. facts, logic, reason. Here's what we need to do. Here's the solution. Um. You know, I actually don't really remember my parents ever saying, like, here's what we need to do. Here's a solution. Mm-hmm. They more. How was dad different than mom? Um, he would he would definitely listen and comfort, like rub my back or, or I'm sorry that happened. Wow. I'm sorry. You know, mm-hmm. but 
affection. Yeah. Now here's where I'll just go a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> We're all safe here. Everything's fine. <laughs> but you mentioned earlier um, that your beloved husband, yeah. who is a gift from God yeah. and an answer to prayer, someone that you, as Brian pointed out, waited many years for, and you didn't settle right. because of the positive influence Brian was in your life and everything else, not this yeah. one, but your brother. Yeah. <laughs> but you mentioned he's not a huge fan of conflict. Now, you, who desperately needs com- comfort, you need to have your conflict finalized. You need to have it dealt with, correct? You like to have conflict. I oh, okay. So, wait, wait, no, wait, wait. you don't like conflict. I don't. Okay. You like to have if there's a problem, you want to yeah. fix it. Yes. And 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 Michael's not so much that way. He needs a little bit more time. Is that a fair way to put it? He doesn't oh, want conflict. A little more time. He's definitely a peacemaker. He actually reminds me of my mom a lot. In a is that weird? I, no, no, no. My my facial reaction was, are you, so therefore, do you tease him like you teased your mother? Tease? Well, like you said, like you wouldn't like respect your mother. Buttons? Right. So do you? No. Okay. No. No, 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 no. I wasn't and going I any other way. And I didn't do that as, I mean, a teenager or anything like that sure. with my mom. We were really close. Yeah, yes. Um, but he's like your mother in that. In the, uh, in the, as far as affection and recognizing if something is wrong and then being present. Yeah. So he's very unique, actually, with a lot of guys I've met. He's so unique. He's He has two older sisters. So he's, so he's like a little more sensitive, whereas I'm a little more rough because of my brothers. Right. Like, you know. No, that makes sense, though. And that works. Yeah. You know, in, in my relationship with Rachel, and we joke about it all the time, that I'm the one that wants to talk things out. And she's like, well, how about we just get over it? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, that's not how it works, honey. You were with me when we learned all this. But um, oh boy, when she listens to this podcast tonight, she's gonna. Oh wait, oh <laughs> she never listens. Um, <laughs> the point of the story is, when I just said he needs more time, is that oh, how yeah. he deals with things? If you guys have like conflict, is he like, does he want to talk it right now, or does he need more time? Because you sort of brightened up when I said that. Both. Because I think I never really thought about it. So you bring it up. I'm like, hmm, interesting. Um, he will, he absolutely will want to talk about it right away, but then need time to mull things over and process things. Rather than just peacemake and make it okay for you, yeah. it takes him time to find his own words and his own identity or his own hurts in that process. Yeah. And then I'm just like, okay, done. I'm over it. You know, it's like I can move on and yet he's still yeah, in move it on and shift yeah and that's how that kind of works um i don't mean to continue to dominate no, do it um i'm good tell me because you do have a relatively uh unique occupation and that you've been in a lot of things like that a lot of acting and 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 the greatest of all acting jobs you could have ever had would have been being on the Lunchtime Run podcast? No, that's yeah. number two Damn to Cougar Town. Cougar Town. I mean, there's no greater show in the history of television <laughs> than Cougar Town. Big Cougar, Wait, Cougar Town fan. Oh, oh yeah. really? Beyond belief. <laughs> that's why I saved it till this very moment. But tell everybody thinks Hollywood is a certain way and that it's just this cutthroat, everything, you know, because we talk about being alone a lot. You know, how did you find it and what is your experience in life and how important has it been now? I don't, I don't even know if you're still acting or if you've taken a step back or everything else. And now that you have Michael in your life and how long you've been together. and So I guess my point is how real is that world as cutthroat and ugly that it is portrayed to be and how important is he in your life in that regard? Um, well, I'm been. sure like 
and talk about Cougar Town throughout the whole thing. (laughs) Cougar Town. um, No, I'm sure there are, you know, there are different levels in any career. So I'm sure, you know, it may get more cutthroat the higher you go. But what I've experienced is largely not that way. See? That's why we asked these I questions. I found so so many people to be so supportive when I first moved out there, and even still with helping each other. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, you know, like there's a lot of people out there who are very spiritual, and oh, it's California. They, yeah, right. But they creative they mind also vibes live by that, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like you know, you help someone out else out and that will be returned to you right so and that's why you purposely said spiritual not inherently yes devout followers of jesus christ correct yeah some of them but also everything else yeah and you found it to be a very positive experience in that regard yeah Mm -hmm. any specific examples like where it came your i mean anyone just kind of come up and hug you and throw you in their car or (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness when i visited (laughs) la i what i found really interesting is like everybody's I guess proud is the right word, but like it really is interesting to see Hollywood like on that side of things where like even the crappiest of shows, like the worst of shows, like they're like, we did this, mm. you know? And like, it's yeah. like, you know, it's very much like I'll help you get to wherever you need to go. And like, you, you know, I know you'll help me. Like it is very much that, yeah. um, which I found really interesting, you know, cause, cause I'm, cause like me, I'm like, man, this show sucks. You know, and you guys are like posters yeah. and like, you know, you know, big billboards and all that, you know, but it's very interesting. Do you think it's because you go ahead? Oh, it's also a relational industry. So mm. you're working with people that also becomes like family to you. You know, if you're on the same show for however long, however many seasons. You see them more than you see your family. Yeah. And and you want to be a good um, person to work with. So you get more work that way as well so i think that right plays into people it. want to work with pleasant people yeah yeah um all right is that i'll go there one more time is that do you think it's because you have done a lot of like you said before like your goal is never to be like necessarily an a-list yeah everything else do you think that's supporting cast mentality that we're like, hey we're all here for each other and we're here to lift each other up and that you said it might get that way further like it might get more cutthroat to talk the taller the higher up you get is that do you think a lot of why it's it's that sort of that uh support system is because it's more the supporting cast no i'm just saying i don't really know what it is like up at the very top they they don't don't share that with you to be there and what a good experience it hasn't been that way (laughs) yeah i imagine it's pretty cutthroat on the agent side trying to get their clients into whatever they can yeah, I, I would imagine that there are some. I mean, I've had some agents, and you know, they were they were very sweet with me. Sure, but there were requirements that shifted <clears throat> once you were in there with them because they like they're you're getting work for them, they're getting work for you, so you're just helping each other out. But it's not always viewed that way. Mm. It's sometimes very easily viewed like you work like the agent to the actor you work for me mm-hmm. you know and then sometimes the actors are divas and or like you work for me you right. know instead of being a partnership um so you know you need to have more instagram followers you need to have more you know so it can kind of get you away need to from activate your talent. instagram account <laughs> yeah there's that <laughs> obviously you don't have one of those agents my agent is 
amazing. Aww, I've had them so? for a few years. I think like four years now. And they don't. They don't require. What makes them great? <laughs> they're. They're okay. The agent that the commercial agent I have, he used to be a dancer. So he was very much in that scene and very much like his agents would say, you have to go to these parties, go to these places, get to know these people, you know, just kind of trying to shape your career. And um, he's just not like that at all. So he's like, just be professional, show up. If you can't make it, let me know, which is also kind of unheard of. You need to make it to your auditions, you know, but he's like, if you can't, I understand. I know you have. To work, I know you. You know, and that's not easily understood by other, some other agents. Sure, they just expect you to always be free. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I celebrate that. I don't it sure talk, suck yeah. to have the opposite. Well, and I don't want to go too much into Hollywood because we're going to have Amanda back next week, right? Ooh. Yeah. So, so let's stay out of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. But see, yeah, I'm also sorry. going to dip back into her personal life next week too. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that being the case, I don't think her agents could do better. No. No. But some people can. Oh, there are some people north of the border who can do better. Who, who are you talking about? I'm not. Oh, Brian's talking about That's it. That's right. That's right. We call that a transition in the podcast <laughs> business it. there. I'm Try a to follow along. confused, but I'm excited. <laughs> Dateline. It's not about you anymore. <laughs> Dateline, uh, Winnipeg. Woman are armed. Woman armed with woman hockey, with arms. <laughs> woman with arms. Woman armed with hockey stick charges Black Lives Matter protester who is laying down in the road. A Canadian woman armed with a wooden hockey stick on Saturday leapt out of her car. It's kind of cliche already from the get go. Canadian with a hockey stick. There we go. <laughs> I mean, I think every Canadian has one in their car. Why doesn't she just hit him with a moose? <laughs> <laughs> Leapt out of her car and struck two Black Lives Matter protesters, one of whom was previously laying in the road, according to the Winnipeg Sun. I don't want to go any further than that. All I want to say, maybe you shouldn't lay in the road. <laughs> maybe don't jump out of your car with a hockey stick and assault the person laying in the road. That's just where we are in this world. It doesn't matter what their cause was. I don't care. Don't lay in the road and don't jump out of your car and hit somebody with I mean, a it's stick. such a cliche. You know what that is? That's a double do better. It is a double do better, and it's also from Canada. And you know, Canada is always like, so nice. Canada, come to Canada. No, you know what, Canada? <laughs> you will get hit with hockey sticks. I mean, it's a cliche. Yeah. You're, you're not all that. Canada. If you don't want to get hit with a hockey stick, don't lay in a road. Don't. Jag off. Don't do I mean, if I've said that once, don't you, have do. you have a can't do better, right? I do. Well, I have a do better. Do it, and it is one of our favorites. What's down our pants? What's, What's down, down there? Pants! Thief caught stealing, excuse me, stuffing over $100 worth of bananas. <laughs> Guess. Hot dogs. <laughs> oh. oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say some kind of meat. I'm going to say steak. Close. Tequila. Oh. oh. Down his pants in Dateline, Florida. Doylestown. This is a shout out to my sister Kathy in Bucks County, oh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Doylestown, Pennsylvania. East PA. Police in Bucks County are looking for a man caught on camera Bucks. stealing more than one hundred dollars worth of tequila. Which, if you think about that, it, could be like one bottle. Could be one bottle. Nay, nay. Or it could be five. Nope. Uh, from a fine wine and good spirit store. Surveillance video from the Doylestown location on the 100 block of Veterans Lane shows the man stuffing the bottles down his pants on February 21st. Which is weird because this was a. Oh, this is March. Police said the suspect managed to fit 
Not one, not two, <laughs> three bottles valued at $117 down his pant legs. The man was wearing a gray sweatshirt and gray sweatpants. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, actually, it's a can't do better. He got away. They never caught him. No, they're still looking for him. Ah. So it turns out it's a can't do better. Wow. He stuffed the, the, te- the tequila down his pants. Glass bottles down your pants. <laughs> That's some weight. Something about a worm. I can't find the joke. Nope. I do have a can't do better. Tell us. Hero, six-year-old boy. Well, this I, is going to get serious. It is. <laughs> but I disagree. I'm going to say man. Yeah, he's a man. Six-year-old oh, man. That kid needs with, a hug. With giant. <laughs> yeah. He would uh, accept a hug from you. But be Most careful. children do. Saves little. Oh, jeez. <laughs> saves little sister from attacking from attacking dog, and uh, he's quoted in saying, "If someone had to die, I thought it should be me." Six, six years, years old. old. An alarming and inspiring image of a six-year-old hero is making the rounds on social media after being shared by his aunt. The young man named Bridger is posing oh, with. Oh, why is, why is it gonna be? <laughs> Do better parents. I'm rooting for the dog now. (laughs) Name him Brooklyn or Decker. Is posing with jarring injuries and cuts to his face next to his younger sister. According to the caption on Instagram, Bridger put himself between he and his little sister and uh, and the charge of an attacking dog. And what did his agent say? (laughs) The dog bit and scratched him several times before Bridger was able to pull his sister and himself to safety. He grabbed his sister's hand and ran with her. To keep her safe, his aunt said. The little boy is being hailed a hero for his selfless act, having told rescuers that if someone had to die, I thought it should be me. He didn't say that. that <laughs> a little it's embellishment there. His agent wrote Still. it. His agent wrote it. I think his agent, actually. Future Secret Service, or uh, Special Forces in that kid's future. No, he's going to work for Children of the Night. Oh. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Rescuing yeah. kids. That's right. Aww. Stealing 45-year-old women off street corners. <laughs> He can do it. He'd be successful. That's but it how, is a sweet story. It is a sweet story. And you can't do better now. Can't do better. And that's how we Brian would have done that for Amanda. Mm, my brother. Right. Yeah, we got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but we <laughs> like to end it on a high note, a good note. Um, and Amanda, you'll be back next week. Yeah. Exciting. How exciting. It's so exciting. Um, Brian, would you uh, take us out? Absolutely. It has been a pleasure to be around the table with all of you fine people. Uh, We do apologize for some of the uh, technical difficulties that we did have, but this has been episode 75 with Amanda Fernandez. Uh, Again, please go to um, your favorite podcast app and download our podcast. Uh, Give us a five-star review. Um, Worst comes to worst, just go to lunchtimeinrome.com. That's where everything starts. There it is. and um, again, uh, we welcome any feedback, any comments. It, it's great to have the conversation be bigger than what's in this room here. Um, so please uh, shoot us an email, um, you know, get, find us on social media, and uh, we would love to shout you out. And um, with that, we are going to say see you next week. Ciao. Bye. <laughs> I'd love to shout you out. <laughs> there it is. Boom. Right in the C section. I thought about that. I gotta make a phone call. <laughs> Horrible piece, Mel. Yes, there are farms. There. I got myself into a couple hug clubs. She was known as the uh, hugger. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.